Good morning, Shavua Tov. Welcome to all those joining us for Likuti Halachas, Yoradea, Chelik Sheni, Hilchas Bukhur, Behema Tahira, Halacha Gimel, Paragraph Gimel. We dedicate the learning today, Li'ilu Nishmas, Eliezer David, Reb Shmuel Meir, whose yard site is today, and Li'ilu Nishmas, Reb Eliezer, Reb Nosen Yaakov, Harini Kaporas Mishkovoi, Paragraph Gimel. Rav Nosanzal says, based on the introduction that he's given from chapter 5 in the second half of Likut Imran, we'll be able to understand the significance of the Bechor, of a kosher animal species that has to be given to a koyin. Because we have to always be refining and improving our emuna, shehi bechinas behema tohira, which is compared to, in a sense, a kosher animal. We have to we have to refine it and repair it. Mi bechinas hechtem besaroi shenesachis ba beis nefilosa levarra misham ulahaloisa lebechinas choisem digdusha. Rabbeinu Salovei there in Likud Yimran explains that the emuna. <coughs> Has, our emuna has ups and downs. There are times when a person is strong in their faith. There are times when a person is weak in their faith. And when the person is weak in their faith, then it's, it's referred to as hechtem besaroi, which is an aspect of tumah that's attached to emuna when the emuna has fallen. And the term choysam dikdusha is a term that represents holiness when the emuna is on a high. And this is why we give this Bechor to the Koyhein, Shehu Kodosh Leloikov. The Torah refers to the Koyhein as somebody who's designated as holy for Hashem. Because by doing this, we refine and, and repair that first birth from being in the category of hechtem besoroi, which means this tumor that has become attached to all births from the time of the sin of Odom who was poigem in the bris koidesh, this term hechtem besoroi. We know that emuna is always referred to as malchus, and Malchus is very much directly affected by the Yisoid, which is the concept of Tikkun Abris. Rabbein Yisrael Torah Lamed Aleph brings a Pasuk, Ubrisi Ne'emenes Loi. The connection between Bris and Emuna. Kayodua, as is well known, that from the time of the sin of Adam Arishain, there's a Tumah that became attached to all births, and especially that first birth. And therefore we have to make a special effort to sanctify, especially that first birth, the Bechoyer, to give it to the Koyen. And by giving it to the Koyen, who is Kodosh, we're elevating that Bechoyer, that Emuna, to the category of the Holy Choysam, Bechinas, as it says by the Koyen Godel who wore the tzitz, Pituche Choysam Koydesh Lashem. Again, this Pituche Choysam. 
Shehu ha-koyhen shenikra kodosh. This refers to the koyhen whom the Torah calls kodosh, holy. Kamashikosav, as it says clearly, kodosh hu leiloikov, that the koyhanim are designated as holy to serve in the Beis HaMikdosh for Hashem. Vuhu makrive sabchor lamizbeach lekorban, and the koyen offers this bechor on the mizbeach, parts of that animal are brought on the mizbeach, and through this, we elevate and refine the behema, which represents emuna, to refresh our enemies. What is our, our memories? How does emuna have to do with behema? Rav Nosanzal explained that real emuna is when a person puts their seichel aside completely, a person puts their intellect aside and, and believes in Hashem with the utmost of simplicity, <coughs> like an animal who does the bidding of its master without any intelligence, without understanding, why am I doing this, etc., etc. Rav Nosanzal quoted the Pasuk, Odom u'behemo toshia Hashem, referring to a person who has that emuna, that pshitas and tmimus. So by giving it, by elevating the behema, by making it a korban, we elevate the emuna from the status of hechtim besoroi to the status of pituche choysam koidesh lashem. Vohoiker, and again, the main one that we need to focus on is the bechor, that firstborn, shehu ha'hoilodo horishayna, which is that first birth, ki ha'koil ho'ilech achar ha'scholo, because everything is affected in a big way by the beginning. This is a concept that Rav Nosanzal stresses many times. Question in practical terms, the connection between bris and emuna. The term emuna means faith, and it also, faith also means loyalty. A person is faithful. He's a faithful worker, meaning he's loyal. I can trust him completely. That's the term emuna. Tikana bris, is also a concept of loyalty. A person is loyal to their mate. A person is loyal to Hashem. There's that choice. There's Hashem Echad versus Elokim Acherim, plural, all the others out there. There's a person's own mate, a person's own zivuk, and there's Pigama Bris, which is the rest of the world. That kind of thing has shown. And the concept of Tikana Bris and Shmira Sabris is a concept of being trustworthy, Emuna, faithful, loyal to Hashem, faithful and loyal to my mate. That could be a practical explanation of the connection between bris and emuna. Rav Nosanzal continues now. And everything we're describing here, this elevation to the emuna, the Jews were zechetu upon leaving Egypt. That's when Hashem gave the Jewish people the commandment of sanctifying the firstborn. As it says there at the end of Parshas B'Shalach, Kadesh li kol b'chor. Ki ikar yitzis mitzrayim hoyo, sh'oz nezgale ho emuna hakdoisho, le'ein koel, al yedei ha-moifsim ha-noiroim sh'ozoz Hashem yisporach. The, the, the real greatness, the real significance of the Jewish people coming out of Egypt was the fact that that's when Hashem revealed to the world 
the concept of faith, belief in Hashem, by people witnessing the awesome miracles that Hashem performed, and what that was all really about was to reveal the, 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 the truthfulness of faith in Hashem. As it says over there in Chumash Mois, every time Hashem speaks about the defeat of Egypt and the Jewish people leaving Egypt, it says, V'yedatem ki ani Hashem, so that you will know that I am Hashem, I'm the creator, and I'm the one running the world. And as the Torah repeats this message by each one of the plagues, Leman teda ki Hashem horetz, that the reason I'm doing all of this is so that you will know that the whole world belongs to Hashem. And many other psukim like this. So Yetzirah Mitzrayim was broadcasting emuna in Hashem to the world. And that's why it's at that time that Hashem declared the firstborn as being holy. This was an aspect of refining and elevating the emuna. To elevate the emuna, to take the emuna out of the dumps, out of the tumor, and elevate it to the level of to plug it into holiness. Because the whole concept of giving birth is associated with emuna, which is the woman, as we mentioned in the previous year. She's, she's the, the beacon of emuna. Because Kabbalistically, usually we refer to das as the male and emuna as the female. And just like on a physical level, it's impossible for there to be any birth unless the male unites with the female. This is an incredible, powerful statement that Rav Nassar makes now. So too, it's impossible for Das and Seichel, knowledge and intelligence, to produce anything that, that helps repair the world, that, that benefits the world, unless it's joined together with Emuna. So a person who has all kinds of knowledge and intelligence and everything, a person saying, this person is definitely important and making a significant combination to the world. If that person doesn't believe in Hashem, their das, their intelligence, is not necessarily beneficial to the world. So when we look at science, we hear Albert Einstein, these great people who are so smart and so bright, if it was without emuna, their contribution to the world wasn't necessarily really a big benefit. At first, it looks like, wow, such incredible benefits. This one gave us this, this one gave us electricity, this one gave us that. We see that there are side effects from all of these great benefits, unfortunately. When these two join together, that brings about a unification between Hashem and the Shekhinah.
Good question in the chat. Is emuna viodato? The answer is we need to know that Rabbeinazal and Rabnosanzal mentioned many, many times that the Iker Das is emuna. So we need to know that the term Das, depending on the context that we're referring to, Das can refer to intelligence, Chachma, Seichel, not emuna necessarily, but when, when Rabbi Nassau, when the Torah speaks about recognition of Hashem, viodato es Hashem, very often it's referring to believing in Hashem, faith in Hashem. Umi shemafrid hadas and a person who separates das from emuna, meaning they're only using their mind, intelligence, knowledge, they don't believe. That person, Chas is causing a separation, a break, Kaviochel, by Hashem. Shemafrid They are separating the master of the world. They're disconnecting the master of the world from whatever they're doing, Chas And this is the concept of adultery. Bechinas. This concept of, of the flesh becoming tome from the, the, this outpouring of a tuma liquid, zivus. This could be compared to the sin of a person wasting seed. Meaning, how, what's, the, what's the connection? The person is generating something with their mind. They're producing something with their mind. What are they producing? They're producing seed. Seed is called tipe hasechel, these droplets that come from the mind. But because they don't have emuna, they, because they don't have a wife, because they don't have emuna, which is the woman, that, th- those teeping are going nowhere. They're being wasted, chas Without this connection to the bazook, to the mate, which is the holy faith. And the Zohar Kodesh tells us that when these droplets are being generated and they're not going into the mate, then that creates mazik yalma, forces of tuma, klipois. So too, if a person generates, some, a person comes up with some kind of a new idea, a new seichel, without it being connected to faith in Hashem, that knowledge, that idea, is a damage to the world. It causes major harm to the world. Because this brings denial of Hashem and all kinds of false faiths which destroy the world. People again, scientists inventing things and taking the credit for themselves, my invention, my idea, that kind of stuff. If it's without faith in Hashem, if it's without crediting Hashem, that we need to know that it's doing harm to the world. 
but, but I see that we're benefiting. Just could be, could be there seem to be some benefits, but there's also major harm. Like we see today, technology. What could be better than technology? It's helping the world, it's benefiting the world in so many ways. True, it's also destroying worlds, causing major, major destruction. And therefore, when the Jewish people came out of Egypt with all of those miracles which revealed and broadcasted faith to the world, that's when the birth, the Bechor, was declared as holy. This is the sanctification of the firstborn, which is the first product of emuna. Because as we said before, all births are from emuna, from the woman. And this is why there was a clear distinction. The firstborn of the Egyptians died, and the firstborn of the Jewish people were declared, were sanctified to Hashem. Because the firstborn of the Egyptians represents a birth that's associated with false beliefs. Because we know Hashem always creates a balance. There has to be good and bad, right and left. There's holy emuna, and there's the other kind, there's unholy emuna. The firstborn children of the Jewish people represent a birth that's coming from holy emuna, from the Jewish women. And upon leaving Egypt, there was a revelation and a strengthening of the holy emuna. And that's when Hashem declared as holy the birth that came from emuna, holy emuna. This is the holiness of the firstborn that come of a Jewish woman. Because the main beginning, which is that first birth, which opens up and reveals Emuna to the point where it produces a child, it brings forth holy children. This is why we have to especially sanctify that firstborn child and give it over to Hashem in order to remove it completely, to refine it from that tumor, that chosim of, of, of tumor, which is a damaged faith, the wrong kind of faith which has become attached to all births from the time of the sin of Adam Arishim. David says, I was created in sin and, and my mother brought me forth with sin. 
saying that there is this aspect of a tumor that began from the sin of Odom Arishain and passed down throughout the generations. That's why a woman upon giving birth becomes, t- she's Tomei. <clears throat> Levararomi says, so we have to refine and purify that birth from this tumor, and to elevate that child to, the, to connect it with the Holy Seal. And then we have a rule, when the Kedusha rises, the tumor falls. And therefore, but when we elevate the Bechor of Kedusha, the Bechor of the Sitrachra takes a fall. And that's why the Bechorim of the Egyptians fell. They're drawing from false faiths. And therefore, and therefore, Rabbein Azal, in the chapter on the Kutimran that we're dealing with here, chapter 5 and the second half of the Kutimran, Rabbein Azal makes the connection between Hechtim Besoroi versus Pituche Choysam Kodesh Lashem is connected to Tfilin, which is also called Choysam. As it says in Shira Shirim, we mentioned this earlier, Simeni Kachoysam Alibech Kachoysam Azreacha, referring to the Tfilin on the hand that's worn across the heart. So now Rav Nosenzal says, through the sanctification of the Bechayrois, this generates the holiness of Tfilim. Ki zois ha-parsha kadashli hu parsha harishayna shel Tfilim. Because this paragraph in the Torah, where Hashem commands us to sanctify the Bechayr, that's the first parsha of the four parshiyos that are in the Tfilim. Ki kedushas Bechayrois hi Tfilim mamish. Because the holiness of that firstborn child is synonymous with the holiness of the tefillin. We're elevating and purifying that first product of, of the holy emunah. We're refining it, removing from it, and elevating it connecting it to the holy seal, the chosim of Kedusha, shehi bechinas tefillin, which is what tefillin is all about. Nemtza, shekedusha is bechoyrois, hu biatzmai bechinas tefillin. So the holiness of the firstborn is actually the same thing as the tefillin. It's that chosim of Kedusha. V'yalkein, elu hashtei parshiois, shel kedushas bechoyrois. And therefore, Two paragraphs that are mentioned in the Torah, which speak about the holiness of the firstborn child, which are Kadeshli Kolbchoyer and Vahoya Keviacha. When Hashem will bring the Jews to Eretz Yisrael, that's when the, the mitzvah of the Kedushas Bechor begins. Heim HaParshiyos Rishonos Shel Tefillin. These are actually the two first Parshiyos of the Tefillin. Kize Iker HaTefillin. Because this is the essence of Tefillin. How we defined and explained the holiness of the Bechoyer, that's the essence of what Tfilin is all about. Paragraph Dalit, and this is why we give the firstborn to the Kohen, the Kohanim are descendants of Arna Kohen, the Aharoin Zoho La Kohuna, 
בשכר ורוחו וסומך בליבוי. ארון הכהן וזוכה to the kuhuna as a result of an incredible special thing that he did. We know that when Moshe Rabbeinu ran away from Egypt, when, when Paroi wanted to kill him because the Dosan Vaviram switched on him that he murdered the, the, the Mitzri, and also because when they put a test in front of him, they put a crown in front of him as a child, <clears throat> and they put hot coals in front of him, he, he went for the crown. Usually sizzling hot coals is something that would attract a child. A child would go for that. And Moshe Rabbeinu went for the crown. An angel pushed his hand up, and Paroi saw that this could be his nemesis. His, so Moshe Rabbeinu had to flee, flee from Egypt, and he ran away to Midian. That's where he meets his wife, Tzipoira, etc., etc. And Moshe Rabbeinu lived in Midian for years. Moshe Rabbeinu returned to Mitzrayim when he was 80 years old. Who was leading the Jewish people in Mitzrayim while Moshe Rabbeinu was away? Aaron Akoyen. He was the leader. And now when Hashem tells Moshe Rabbeinu, I want you to go back to Egypt, and I want you to take the Jewish people out of Egypt, you're going to be their leader. Moshe Rabbeinu was very much afraid that this would hurt Aaron Akoyen. And Hashem says to Moshe Rabbeinu, don't worry about Aaron Akoyen. He has no jealousy, and he has complete faith in Hashem's choice. And the Pesach says there, V'roacho v'somach b'liboi. When Aaron Akoyen sees you coming to Mitzrayim on this mission to take the Jews out, he's going to be happy for you, completely happy for you. And with Kosov, as it says there, Hine aharoin ochicho halevi, Hine hu yoitzelik rosecho v'roacho v'somach b'liboi. Your brother Aaron Aaron, He's going he's gonna to come to greet you and he's going to see you and be very happy. V'dorosh Rabbi Seinazal and the Gemara says in Shabbos, Shayidei zeh zocho aharoin lekohuna. That it's as a result of this that Aaron Akoin and his descendants were given the kohuna. He was given the kohuna. Pinchas, later in the merit of what Pinchas did, it was passed on for future generations. Ki kol avoidas hakoin bakarbonois ubechina hanal. Because all of the work that the Kohanim did in the Beis Samikdash regarding the sacrifices that were brought there <coughs> were all related to what we're speaking about here. Shemale umevarer mebechinas hechtem besoroi lebechinas choysem The Kohen is involved in elevating things from tumah, from impurity, which is referred to as hechtem besoroi, to kedusha, to the choysem of kedusha. Shezehu Iker Klal Kol HaKorbonois. This is what all these sacrifices in the Beis Mikdash were really all about. Shekulam Boy Mebehemois. Generally, it was Behemois that were brought. Shalidei Shemakriven HaBehemo LeKorban Aideizeh Mevararin Hoemunak Doisha. Because by bringing a Behema as a Korban Tashem, we're refining the emuna shehi bechinas behema, which we learned earlier that emuna is referred to as behema. We're elevating it mebechinas emunas kuzviyos from false beliefs bechinas hechtem besoroi shemishom boim kol hachatoim sheboilim, which is from the tumo, which is the source of the cause of all sins in the world. We're elevating our faith, we're plugging it into holiness, into Hashem. 
כי כל בירור הניצוצוס הקדושים מן הקליבויס, הנעש מעידי הקרבונס כידוע, because this whole process of refining and extracting holy sparks from the domain of Tumor, from the Klipois, which is accomplished by bringing Karbonois, kol zehu bechinas birur hanal mebechinas hechtem besoroi rebechinas chosen netushon. All of that is actually what Rabbeinazal is referring to over there in Likud Imran, as the refinement that's done by taking things out of the status of hechtem besoroi and bringing it into chosen of Kedusha. And that's accomplished especially through the Kohanim, the descendants of Aaron Koyim. was zeichet to this privilege as a result of him coming out towards Moshe Rabbeinu with joy. And he was not jealous at all of the greatness of his brother, even though Aaron Akoyin was three years older than him. Now Rav Nosson is taking us back to something he spoke about earlier, a major topic over there in that chapter in Likut Imran, where Rav said that Geirim bring Gaiva into the Jewish people. We spoke about this in the previous year, and Rav went on to show that that Gaiva goes into people who become false leaders of the Jewish people, people who are not really qualified to be leader, but without the qualification, because they have gaiva, they're arrogant, they put themselves up as leaders, chas v'shon. So Rav Nelson Zal says that by, by Arna Koyen, who was the older brother, who in a certain logical sense, if there was anyone who deserved to, if there's going to be a leader, he should have been the leader. He should take the Jews out of Mitzrayim. He's the one that lived with them all of those years. By Aaron Akoyim putting all of that aside, putting his own covoid aside completely, this enabled him to break the gaiva, the arrogance of those false leaders. Shehein mizgoyim alam dal bechinam. These are people who put themselves up as leaders of the, the poor people w- w- without any justification. And these people are chasing after Kovoid. They want honor. They take leadership and power to themselves. And they persecute the true leaders. And they're jealous of the successes or any greatness or goodness of the really religious people. Rav Nosan Zal here is speaking about, again, unfortunately, the machloikis of, of false leaders against the true tzaddikim and their followers. Because Aaron Akoyin was the exact opposite of this. He was a true leader, fully qualified of the Jewish people during the time he was in Mitzrayim. As it says in the Navi Yecheskel, Hashem says, I was known to the Jewish people, I became known to the Jewish people in Egypt. And the Medrash says, that prophecy that was said in Egypt was said through Aaron Akoyim. 
ואף על פי כן, לא יכולה מזגוה נגד אוכב הקוטון. And despite that, he didn't consider himself bigger than his younger brother. אדרה, but just the opposite, השפיל עצמו נגדו. He humbled himself to מוישה רבנו, וביטל עצמו, he nullified himself, ושיבר הגייבה, he did away completely with any arrogance or any honor that an older brother would feel he deserves, וסומך בליבוי באמס על גדולס אוכיב מוישה. And he was really, truly, genuinely happy, not just put on a happy face, but in, that, in his deep heart, he was 100% happy about his brother's greatness, that his baby brother was chosen for, to be the ultimate leader of the Jewish people. Nimtza, שאהרוין שיברס הגייבה, שמשום נמשך בחינס הכתם סוענה. So we see that Aaron Akoyen, through his humility, he destroyed Gaiva, which is the cause of this hechtim besoroi, this pigama bris, this choysam of the sitrachra. Remember, Rabbeinu Zal quotes the Pasuk, Eishes ish nefesh yekoro hi totsoi, that a, a married woman, chas v'shom, who's looking for an illicit type of relationship, she traps a nefesh yekoro, someone who considers themselves special, great, gaiva, the Gemara says, gaiva is a, is a trap, an ensnarement for pegama bris chas v'shom, for this hechtem besoroi. So Aaron HaKoyen, who, who had no gaiva, which is, the, which is what feeds this, this gaiva is what feeds this hechtem besoroi, This is why Aaron Akoin was rewarded with the kahuna. He was zoicha that his service in the Beis Hamikdash was all about breaking and eliminating the tumor, the hechtem besoroi, bechinas taivas niyuf, the sinful desires. And to elevate the Jewish people, to elevate the Emuna to the Holy Chosen. This passage was the inscription that was found on the tzitz, that gold plate that Aaron Akoyan wore on his forehead. כי אהרון זוכה לזה, אהרון הכהן הוא זוכה תדיס חייסם אף קידושו על ידי ששיבר את הגייבה. As a result of him <coughs> eliminating completely גייבה, שעידי זה ביטל בחינס הכתם בסורוי, by doing that he eliminated the הכתם בסורוי, שנמשך מגייבה כנאל, which comes from גייבה, והלו הכל בחינס חייסם דקדושו. And he elevated the entire Jewish people the, to the Choysem of Kedusha, Bechinas Pituche Choysem. Ki Aharoin Hoyamegayer Geirim. Because we know that Aharoin Akoyen, like all the great, great Sadikim, was involved in bringing people close to Hashem, including converts that came to join Klal Yisrael. Kamashikosov, as it says in the Novi Malachi, speaking about Aaron Akoyim, Verabim Heshiv Me'ovoim, that he helped many return to Hashem from a place of sin. As it says in the Mishnah Pirkei Ovois, Hevimitalmidov Shel Aaron, 
tried to be from the students of Aaron Akoyen, who is Oyheves Habriois Umekarvan Torah, who loved all of Hashem's creations and brought them close to Torah. However, Rabbeinazal tells us there in the Kutimran that when Geirim come and join Klal Yisrael, it can bring damage to Klal Yisrael. Kehimachnisim Gaiva, because they bring Gaivan to the Jewish people. Rabbeinazal explains there in the Kutimran <coughs> that the Emuna, what, what, what brings about, what initiates Geirim, the Emuna Hanafula, when we spoke about the fact when Jewish people become weak in their faith, when our faith becomes weakened, it falls into the Sitrachra. The Emuna, our Emuna, falls into the Sitrachra, into to the Goyim. And that's what makes it possible for Goyim to suddenly start connecting to Emuna and Hashem. Our Emuna Nefula, which is there, that's what they connect to. And Rabbi Nassau quotes the Gemara, which says that the Ga'ava, when this Emuna falls into the hands of the Goyim, Kaviyochel v'gaivav Hashem. <coughs> Hashem's glory falls into there. Now when these Geirim come and join Klal Yisrael, they're bringing that gaivav Hashem, that glory of Hashem that had fallen into the hands of the Goyim, they're bringing that back to Klal Yisrael. And sometimes it could result in a harmful gaiva, a ne- the, the, the mufursomim shal sheker, people who are not qualified to be leaders, they see this glory coming to Klal Yisrael and they grab it for themselves in a wrong kind of way. And again, when this glory, when this kavod gets into the wrong hands, it results in taivas niyuf, this eishes ish nefesh yekorah hitotzu. Avol aharoin shiberes ha-gaiva kanal. However, Aaron HaKoyin showed us that by him there was no gaiva at all whatsoever. Veloi hisgoe keneged hatzadik ho-emes. He did not feel any personal kavod compared to regarding vid tzadik emes, keneged ochiv moishe, regarding his brother Moshe Rabbeinu, v'oz mosar kol hagerim v'alitshuva shaloi kula mesoram lemoshe. And then when Moshe Rabbeinu returned to Egypt and Hashem declared him as the leader, Aaron HaKoyin encouraged all of his students to go to Moshe Rabbeinu. V'aroin hoyo oz maneg Yisroel. Aaron HaKoyin had been the leader of the Jewish people, he nullified himself. He gave over all the leadership, all the greatness, all the kavod to his brother. By doing this, Aaron Akoin elevated all the gerim and balichuva that he had been makarev. He elevated them all, he connected them all to Moshe Rabbeinu, Shehu Hadas HaKodosh. Moshe Rabbeinu is the ultimate Das, Bechinas Tfilin, Bechinas Chosem Digdusha. Bechinas, as the Pesach says, U Moshe Hoyo Roya. Moshe Rabbeinu was the shepherd of Klal Yisroel. Ure'ei Emuna, he's the one, or the, the strongest one in, in being, making the Tikkun of Emuna. Kemavur Bamay Marnal, as Rabbein Nezal explains over there in chapter 5, in the second half of the Kudimran. Nemtza, shebozeh biatzmoi, sheyotza aharoin likras Moshe. So by this act 
of Aaron Akoin going out to meet and greet Moshe Rabbeinu, Ubitel Hagaiva, Aaron Akoin put aside any feelings of personal kavod, the Somach Baliboy, and was completely happy inside his heart. Umosar Kol Hagedulalachiv, and he gave over all the honor, all the leadership, all the kavod to his brother. Through this, he, he destroyed completely the Tuma that's referred to as Hechtem Besoroi, Shehi Bechinas Gaiva, Vehelo Hakoyla Bechinas Moshe. And he elevated everyone and everything to be asked to what Moshe Rabbeinu represents, Shehu Bechinas Tfilin, Choysem Digdusha. Aaron gave over all the greatness, all the leadership, all of his members, all the people that he had brought to Tshuva, and Aaron was their leader, he gave it all over to Moshe Rabbeinu. Because from that point on, Moshe Rabbeinu became the main leader. By doing this, Aharon HaKoyin elevated everyone and everything from the category of Hechtem Besoroi, the Tumah that the Jewish people were immersed in in Mitzrayim, to the Choysem of Kedusha. Therefore, Hashem rewarded him for this, that he was zechah to the kahuna, one of the main things that the kohanim were involved in was bringing these sacrifices, sanctifying these animals to Hashem. Which is a similar type of birur to what, what, what Arnaquin did with his students and everything, it's a similar avoida that they did in the Beis Hamidosh with Karbonois. At being, making this refinement, mebechinas hechtem besaroi, lebechinas choysem digdusha. Shezeh iker habiru shal Karbonois. That's really the main accomplishment that we're trying to accomplish by all the Karbonois that were brought in the Beis Hamidosh. V'yalkein noisen habachor la koyhein, and this is why we give the bachor to the koyhein, because the holiness of this firstborn is, is, is this holiness that we're referring to over here. We're elevating this firstborn. Remember, we said all births have this which we inherited from Odom Arishon. By giving it over to the Koyan, we're taking it out of that status of Hechtem Besoroi and bringing it into holiness. Bechinas Kadesh Likol Bechor, sanctify the Bechor. Ki Oilel HaKidusha, because this, the, the, this birth, this child is being elevated to holiness. Lebechinas Pituche Choysem Koydesh Lashem. V'alkein Zoho Aharoin Likidushas Habris, and this also explains why Aharon and all the Koyhanim have a higher standard, a higher level of Tikkun Abris than all other Jews. The Koyhanim were given extra restrictions, extra holiness 
regarding this area of bris than other Jews. As it says, Isha zoina ugerusha vachalola loyikahu. A Kohen is not allowed to marry a woman who was divorced or halala, all of these categories. Why? Because he is holy unto Hashem. The whole Jewish nation is holy. He's holier. He's the holiest. Because Aaron Akoyan was the one who dealt a powerful blow to Taivas Neuf. By Aaron Akoyan putting aside his own personal covenant completely. This gaiva is associated with this hechtem besori, with pigamabris. Two questions in the chat. Question number one, how do karbonois help to clarify our amuna and separate it from false faiths? These karbonois are only brought from kosher animals. So false faiths corresponding to non-kosher animals don't enter into the savoid at all. The answer is the category of behema. Behema represents emuna. We said by taking behema and sanctifying it, making it koidesh, offering part of it on the mizbeach, and the koyen is eating it bikdusha, and any Jew eating from the flesh of a korban has to be holy, can't be tamei at the time. We're elevating the emuna, the behema. We're plugging it into kedusha. That's what we're doing. Plugging it into Kedusha, we're making sure it does not fall into Chasvesham, the category of Emunas Kuzvius. When a person who's born Jewish doesn't consider themselves better than a Ger, is this an aspect of Aaron Akoyin's humility? Does this mean that Gerim give Am Yisrael the opportunity for reaching a higher level of humility? <coughs> possible, possible. That Aaron Akoyin's uh, willingness to give up his, his leadership, which, which he earned during those years, to be mevatel himself to Moshe Rabbeinu. Now Rav Nosenzal continues, paragraph Hey, V'alkein Aaron mevatel Yisrael taivas niuf, samolek. And this is why Aaron HaKoyen is the one who helps remove from the Jewish people the, the sinful desire, a, a desire for a sinful relationship between men and women, which is the Tumah of Amalek. We know that in Parsha Zohar, which we're going to be reading soon, we're headed towards, we're in, we've crossed the midpoint of Adar Rishon, we're headed towards Adar Sheni. <clears throat> we're going to be reading Parsha Zohar, where it speaks about Amalek, and it says, Asher Korcha Baderech. Korcha. The word Korcha is associated with Keri, which means chasvashon, wasted seed. So Aaron HaKoyin is the one who is mevatel taivas niuf, which is the tomb of Amolek. Ki ha'anonim hoyu b'schus Aaron. The Gemara tells us that there were three gifts that Hashem gave the Jewish people throughout the time that we were in the Midbar. The mon was received in the merit of Moshe Rabbeinu, the the well, the miracle well that traveled with the Jews throughout the time we were in the Midbar was with the schus of Miriam Hanaviyah and the clouds, the miracle clouds that accompanied the Jewish people while we were traveling through the desert. Those seven clouds that surrounded us and protected us, that no one was able to shoot any arrows, no one was able to hurt us in any way, was in the schus of Aharon Hakoyim, 
There's a pasuk ki be'onon nira Hashem aleichem. Hashem revealed himself to the Jewish people in a cloud. <clears throat> it's brought that the word nira nun reish aleph hey, spells aharoin. The clouds was in the schus of aharoin. The word aleichem aleph lamed yud mem spells michoel. The angel Michoel, who the Gemara tells us, is the Koyin Gadol up in heaven. Aaron HaKoyin is the Koyin Gadol down here below. So the Anonim were in the schus of Aaron HaKoyin. These miracle clouds eliminated, protected us from the Klip of Amolek. Amalek was not able to attack or cause any harm to those Jews who were included in the protection of the clouds. The only ones who Amalek was able to attack were those who stumbled. Whom the Onon, these clouds, rejected. And the Sifrei Kabbalah bring the word Necheshalim. The word Hanecheshalim is composed of two words. You have the word Nochosh in there, Nun Cheshin, and the remaining letters are Mila, Mem Yud Lamed Hey. Nochosh Mila, the snake of Pegama Bris, the, the issue of, of the Bris. So the only ones who Amalek was able to get at were the Necheshalim, the Pesach says there. Those who were rejected by the Ananiya Kavoid because they sinned in Pigama Bris. Those were the ones who were vulnerable to Amalek. Vialkain, Achar Nisas Aroin, and therefore when Aaron Akoyim passed away, Venistalku Ananiya Kavoid, and the Torah tells us that these clouds which were in the merit of Aaron Akoyim, they left the Jewish people, Oz Ba Amalek Aleihem. That's when Amalek attacked the Jewish people. As it says, They heard that Aaron HaKoyim passed away and they came to attack the Jews. And the Medrash says, The term Knani Melech over there refers to the nation of Amalek, who when they attacked, they knew that the Jewish people, their tefillahs are very powerful. So they tried to make believe that they were Kananim, not Amalekim. So the Jews should pray, Hashem, save us from the Kananim, and the tefillah wouldn't work, Hashem. <clears throat> Amalek had heard that this Kanani Melech Arod, who was really Amalek, they heard that Aaron HaKoyen had passed away, and the miracle clouds had left the Jewish people, because Aaron HaKoyen is the one who eliminates the Taiva of Niuf. He is Kedusha, he is holiness, which is what Amolek is all about. And Aaron HaKoyin is the one who draws upon us the seven clouds, which represent the seven shepherds, Shehu Bechinas Tfilin, which is also the concept of Tfilin. As Rabbi Nezal explains over there in the Kutimran, we know that in the Tfilin Shalroish, you have two shins. There's a shin of three heads, and there's a shin of four heads that are engraved on the outside of the box of the Tfilin Shalroish, 
corresponding to these seven shepherds of the Jewish people. Interesting, Rav Nosenzal brings in another place that the word onon makes up the first letters of the Pasuk, Nedive Amem Ne'esofu. The good ones of the other nations were gathered into the Jewish people, referring to the Gerim. This is a Pasuk that appears in chapter 47 in Tehillim, which we say before we blow Shoifra on Rosh Hashanah. Nedive Amem Ne'esofu Am Elokei Avraham. The good ones of the other nations were gathered in the nation of Avram Avinu, who was the first one who really went out doing this incredible Kiruv. So again, the Ananim, who are associated with Aaron Akoyim, Aaron Akoyim followed the path of Avram Avinu, of the Rabbim Heshiv Meovoim, of being Mekari being of many people. We'll just finish the paragraph. And Rabbi Nezal actually explains over there in Likut Emoran, chapter 5, in second half, Shehabirur v'ho'aliyah shemalim mebechinas hechtim b'soroi lebechinas choysim dekdush lebechinas tefillin that this refinement, this improvement, this elevation where we elevate from tuma, from hechtim b'soroi to choysim of kedusha to tefillin al yidei shemeshaban ha'gaiva by breaking the gaiva Rabbi Nezal shows there that this corresponds to the cloud. As Rabbi Nezal, over there in Likut Imran, expounds on the story in the Gemara at the end of Ksubis, the Gemara says there that Rav Huna had so large a yeshiva that when he would finish giving the shir, when the rabbis would get up, they would shake out their garments <coughs> and the dust would, would cloud the sun. Rabbi Nezal says they are shaking out their garments means breaking the gaiva. Hashem Moloch Geus Lovesh. The clothing, the levush, is the kovoi, the gaiva. They broke the gaiva, the salik anoni, <coughs> and clouds would rise up. There's a Pasuk that says that the rainbow will be seen in the clouds. This refers to Tikanabris. Whereby we're, we're, we're elevating from Gaiva, from a bad place, from negative, from Hechtem Besorei to Tfilin, which is Kedusha. Vezehu vechasi l'shimsha, and it would cover the sun, it would block the light of the sun. Hainu Tfilin, as Rabbi Nezal shows it, that this refers to Tfilin. Ayin Shom, take a look over there on Likut Emran. Vezehu bechinas shiva anonin shal aron akoyin. This is tied into the seven clouds which accompanied the Jewish people in the merit of Arnakoyim, Shemachni and Klipa Samolek, which subdue and suppress the Klipa of Amolek, Shutaivasniuf. Ki Aaron Zocholaze, Alidei Sheshiber Hagaiva, Keneget Moshe. Arnakoyim was to this Kedusha, to this Tikkunabris, to be, to, as a result of the fact that he put aside his own Kavoid completely. For Moshe Rabbeinu. We'll hold it over here for now. Any questions? Baruch Hashem. Wishing everybody a wonderful week. 
Shbizoicha to Simcha, to the Simcha of Ador, Bizoicha to see the complete downfall of Amalek and all the Amalekim, and see the Emuna be revealed, the message of Emuna, the Emuna Hagdoisha revealed to the whole world with the coming of Mushiach, Binyan Beis Samikdash, Meher Yameinu, Amen Amen.